This is Nursing Australia Week, a week of entertainment, education and energy for all Australian nurses. Proudly presented by APNA, the Australian Primary Healthcare Nurses Association, Health Workforce Queensland, New South Wales RDN and Northern Territory PHN. Good evening. We hope you are enjoying Nursing Australia Week as much as we are here at APNA. I'm Suzanne Blackaby. As nurses, we're there for people during their highs and their lows, at the start of their lives and at the end. This evening, we hear from a Melbourne palliative care nurse and then listen to some music written by a very talented ICU nurse. But first, let's check in with the nursing news of the day. New standards of care to manage anaphylaxis. Work starts on a 10-year strategic plan for nurse practitioners and Israel begins to vaccinate kids. This is Nursing Australia News. Hello, I'm Mitch Wall. Each year, more than 11,500 Australians present to emergency departments with severe allergic reactions known as anaphylaxis. Australia has one of the highest documented rates of anaphylaxis hospital admissions in the developed world. A new national standard of care for anaphylaxis released today aims to save lives. It emphasises the need for prompt treatment and continuity of patient care between acute and primary healthcare settings. A link can be found in the show notes of this episode with more information. The federal government has begun work on a 10-year strategic plan for nurse practitioners with formal consultation opening. The Department of Health plan to engage with a wide range of stakeholders to better understand the issues that can impact nurse practitioner delivery of care. They will also look for innovation in the space or new approaches. You can inform the development of the plan through a survey that is available on the Department of Health consultation hub. There's a link in the show notes. The plan is due to be delivered in mid-2022. And Israel has begun to vaccinate their 5 to 11-year-olds against COVID-19. This comes ahead of next week's Hanukkah holiday, where large family gatherings are the norm. Israel joins the US and China as the only three nations who have started their rollout for this age group. Are you a nurse working in primary healthcare and looking for the next step in your career? Or do you work in a hospital and curious about moving into a primary healthcare setting? Check out the APNA Nursing Jobs page, powered by Healthcare Link, where you can search jobs near you. Click the link in the show notes of this episode. If there's one place in the country that has experienced COVID more acutely than the rest, it's Melbourne. Since March 2020, Melbourne was in the world's longest lockdown, a total of 262 days. That's just under nine months locked up. Kylie Draper is a palliative care nurse manager working in Melbourne. Her and her team have experienced some harrowing times over the last 20 months, trying to keep patients safe at home and then some catching COVID and going on to die at home. This segment of Nurses Doing Amazing Things is sponsored by Health Professionals Bank. My name's Kylie Draper and I'm the Manager of Nursing and Medical Services at Eastern Palliative Care. Um, I've been a palliative care nurse for around 31 years. I feel like palliative care kind of picked me. What I was drawn to was the beautiful people that work in palliative care. They are amazing people. I also realised early on the importance of a good death and how that that stays with families. A lot of things happened to me in my 20s. I became pregnant when I was 26 and my partner died while I was pregnant with my daughter. It was a big shock to all of us for that to happen. So then I have raised my daughter as a sole parent. 
Her name's Tanner. She's a star. My daughter has a very practical approach to life and death, and I think that's because her mum's a palliative care nurse. Ordinarily, we have an at-home death rate of 48%. We have been up to 93% of people dying at home during the pandemic. So in 2020, 2021, we supported 1,458 clients who've died and 75% of those people died in their place of choice, which is the most important measure for us, that people die where they wanted to die. So that's been a massive task for the nurses here. Many of our clients are immunocompromised, so a big part of our job has been protecting them, trying to wrap them in bubbles and protect them from being exposed to COVID. We've had clients that have contracted COVID and have died at home. We've had clients that have contracted COVID and gone into hospital, clients that have been in hospital and contracted COVID or in residential aged care facilities. And yeah, there's been different outcomes for all of those clients. It's been very difficult for the nurses here to constantly chop and change their practice and to be in PPE and out of PPE and screening family members and clients and also practicing palliative care nursing in a way that isn't usual palliative care nursing practice. So having to socially distance in people's homes um, during the very big long lockdowns we've had in Melbourne where you weren't allowed to have anyone in your home. Sometimes the nurses would go into a home and there'd be 13 relatives in the house. The thing that people don't realise is that we're going into people's homes. We aren't in control of who's in the home and who's coming and going from the home. We aren't able to screen people for temperatures. Certainly during some of the lockdowns, we'd do screening and then we'd get in the home and find out that the person answering the questions hadn't been entirely honest. They would tell us that no one in the home had symptoms and then we'd have nurses rock up to hear someone coughing their lungs out. So that's made it quite challenging for the nursing staff. I think emotionally the toll on nurses having to provide the care, so go out there and into an environment that could be potentially dangerous <laughs> um, and then to go home to their families causes a, a fair level of anxiety for people. One of the COVID silver linings or something that was helpful during COVID was that there was a lot of people working from home and at home who were able to provide care to their relatives who were dying. So there was more people physically about able to assist with caregiving. So Yarra Valley is part of the area we cover, which is lucky for us because it's beautiful. Sometimes it felt like Armageddon in Melbourne because we were, we were having the lockdowns and then we had a massive storm that really affected the Yarra Ranges and the Dandenong Ranges and people lost power for days and weeks and we actually had trees down over roads that was impacting us getting to clients that needed us. So we were having to call the SES asking them if they could clear roads as a priority for us so that we could get in there. One, one of the nurses I was speaking to, so she was heading out to the Yarra Valley and she got stopped at Coldstream by the police at the checkpoint and the police asked to see her ID, asked what she was doing. So she said, I'm a palliative care nurse. I'm sure the police in the area are very familiar with EPC now because they've pulled over many of our nurses during the pandemic. And, you know, he said, well, there is no one in the valley. You are the only person on the road. He said, look, just be really careful of the wildlife because, you know, there's deers, there's 
wombats, there's kangaroos, there's wildlife out there. So be careful. And she said to him, well, I'll, I plan on being an hour and then I'll be heading back this way. So if I don't come back, come looking for me. So that, that nurse reported how eerie it was being out on, on the road, knowing that there was no one else around. It was actually great. No traffic. <laughs> because Victoria's stormed towards the 90% vaccinated and many of our clients have been fully vaccinated, we've just today made a decision to take our nurses out of full PPE and now they'll be wearing N95s and shields when they're visiting clients using social distancing where possible. But, you know, as a nurse, that's not always possible. So that's the, how things are at the moment. Things look pretty busy. I have pretty much a live band on to see most weekends, <laughs> which I'm thrilled about and hopefully work having a break and, yeah, just enjoying life. Really, I'm really looking forward to that. If someone were to ask me if they should become a palliative care nurse, I would say that it's a beautiful, privileged job and you will have days when you find your work very sad, but you will find incredible joy in being a palliative care nurse as well. Health Professionals Bank is proud to support Nursing Australia Week and celebrate the enormous contribution nurses make to the health and wellbeing of all Australians. At Health Professionals Bank, we're here to serve those who give so much in the service of others to make sure your financial needs are being looked after while you look after others. To find out more about the ways Health Professionals Bank can help nurses achieve financial wellbeing, go to www.hpbank.com.au or click the link in the show notes of this episode. Today, we've been asking you to tell us the little white lies you tell your patients to keep them going and to reassure them. Lots of people have sent in the classic ones like, I'll be back in one minute. Are we ever back in one minute? Yeah. Or the classic, the doctor's on his way. They're always on their way from somewhere to somewhere, right? So it's kind of true-ish. Here's a couple that we also really liked. Sally says that before she gives kids injections, she tells them, Santa will bring you an extra present for being brave. I'm sure she loves those shock looks on mum and dad's faces when they mentally start adding up what presents they've got to put under the tree that year and make sure they add in that extra special one. Paula told us that she had a patient on a fentanyl drip post-surgery and she ended up convinced that there were cockroaches in a bed and a snake in the corner of the room. So Paula, she did a little acting. She brushed away the imaginary roaches out of the bed, grabbed the imaginary snake and took it outside. Good job, Paula. But the winner today is Telma. Now, Thelma works in aged care and she wrote to tell us about a resident that has regular psychotic episodes and believed that enemy forces were going to come and get her at night. One night it was so bad that she stayed with the resident at the window all night, keeping lookout, told the resident that she was going to keep her safe. When the sun started to rise in the morning, the resident turned to her and said, I don't think they're coming today, do you? You can go now. Well done, Thelma. Eight hours of role play to keep someone calm. That is a seriously committed nurse right there. And you are the winner of today's Spill Your Guts. Thelma, Coming Your Way is a signed copy of Georgie Carroll's new book off the charts and a $500 gift card for Coles Meyer and a whole heap of other places. So have fun with that. Thank you so much for listening to Nursing Australia Week this wonderful Wednesday. We'll leave you this evening with a really heartfelt song. But first, a little shout out to our producer, Leith Alexander, and her mum, who turns 70 today. Happy birthday, Mrs A.
And to our special guests, thank you, Georgie Carroll, Christine McCartney from NCS, and on Hub Day, a very big thank you to all the nurses listening to Nursing Australia Week from around the country. It's been brilliant. As nurses, we're there, right, for the happiest times in people's lives and the saddest times. Nurse Sarah Cosgrave was an ICU nurse in Melbourne. She often experienced the transition between life and death. This is her reflection after the death of a patient. It's called Tissues, a Table and Four Chairs. I hope you have a good evening. Enjoy this and I'll see you tomorrow. listening to Nursing Australia Week, a week just for you. For more information, visit APNA at www.apna.asn.au.